With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Manchester Football Social Legends Edition. Good evening and welcome once again to the Excess Manchester Football Social. Uh, this is my final stint, my final show. Miss Natalie Pike is back as of next week, so we're going to have a good one tonight. And I've got two good uns, absolute legends in the uh, in the studio with me. On the red side of Manchester, I've got the main man, the main man in town. It's the only, one and only Mickey T. Good evening, Mickey. Good evening, mate. How are you? I'm really good, mate. How are you? Well, a bit windy out there. I've lost my hair. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say bad hair day for Mickey, which is every day. And uh, on the blue side of Manchester, as always. He's a fountain of knowledge when it comes to Manchester City. Mr. Gary Owen, evening, Gio. Yeah, how you doing, Danny? I'm a little bit jaded today, to say the least, but uh, the least we say that, the better. But I'll be fighting fit. I'm going to the rugby tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to that. I know, you know, you've mentioned rugby twice on a football show in the first like, three yeah, minutes, like Gio. You're doing well. St. Helens is my team, of course. Yeah. I'll be, but I'll be with all the bitter rivals. I'll be sat amongst the who's Warrington who's, fans who's tomorrow. Who's Gio? Um, I'm going to support Warrington tomorrow. Good luck. Good luck. And I'll tell you why, because I went to school in Warrington, but my... Uh, my home was or? in the St. Helens postcode, so I'm a St. Helens, I'm a St. Helens guy, and St. Helens was my team going back to the back to the days of of the Barra brothers and uh, uh, Colleen, Volanov and Coslett, you name them, Myla, all of them. Wow! And now we've got. Uh, I've got this vague expression on my face. I don't yeah, know about you, Mickey. Yeah. Rugby is not Wellings, my thing. Roby. Paul Wellings, he's a blue. That's he's, a name I recognise. He's a mad blue. We've talked to him before, yeah. Uh, well, listen, we uh, we talk about anything on this show, mainly football, though. So if you're out there listening and you want to talk about your club in the Northwest, obviously we, we like to focus on the Reds and the Blues, but we're absolutely open. It's international break. It's this Nation League... No one can get excited about it. So if you want to talk about your club, Oldham, Rochdale, Bolton, the mighty Shakers, let's have a chat about them at some point today. We'll get your texts in, 87711. You can hit us on, twi- uh, on Twitter, and all you need is at XS Manchester 
Oh, why not go old school? Why not give us a bell? We'd like to speak to you. Mickey T's in here. He wants to speak to you. But he's not a technology person. He don't want to tweet. He don't want to text. He wants to speak to you. So get your calls in. Eight. Uh, sorry, eight. Oh, I'm losing the price. Oh, three, four, five, one, one, one. 7625. We'd love to hear from you. So, firstly, guys, I mean, obviously, I've not spoken to you all week, um, and there's been a week of pretty much non football for me, uh, but a few international games, a few friendlies knocking about. But let's talk about last weekend, uh, and let's start with United, Mickey. Um, I know you guys on the show on Monday uh, talked a little bit about this, but from, 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 you know, I looked at that result, I watched that game on, on Saturday, 2 0 down, dead and buried. The atmosphere had turned toxic in the stadium. Then all of a sudden, three goals in the second half. Does you know that kind of performance, that kind of result more than performance, Mick? Well, we what what kind of impact here, will that have at United? I mean, is that the result to change their fortunes, to you know, get them back on track, go on a winning run? Um, only the next few games will determine that. But Gary Owen quite rightly pointed out to me last week, those next few games aren't easy. Next four games, actually. Because you've got Juventus to you got a double-header with Juventus, yeah. Chelsea and us. It's a tough game, Danny. It is, it is. You're right, half-time it was doom and gloom. It was gone, but you're right. The response in the second half is just what you want from your players. And they performed fantastically. They got the win in the end that was warranted. But before that, at half-time, it looked like demon gloom, as you quite rightly put it out. Uh, yeah, and but wins breed confidence, don't they? I mean, something needed to change. I mean, things were obviously not, not on track for United over yeah. the last few games. Yeah. You're 2-0 down. You know, I've got to be honest, like, probably like same as yourself, Gio. I'm watching it with a, a little smirk on my, th- my face. Big smirk, too. Well, a kind of a, a mixed smirk, actually, <laughs> because... Obviously, City fans want to keep Mourinho around, so uh, that result might have got him out the door. But, but you know, when you look at it, 2-0 down, Mick, it, it looked, the game looked over. I mean, the truth as well, in that first half, was, Newcastle I, I could have had two or three more. But I did say off time, United will win it. I, I did, because Newcastle, for me, near the end of that first half, just started to change their way they were playing by sitting back and inviting United forward. And I thought, against at the Stratford end, if they do that, they're going to come unstuck. We got the goal. You know that, guys, once you get the first goal, you're not going to get the well, second Well, you could sense goal. it even on the telly, Mick, and I'm sure you could in the stadium. That yeah, but they haven't won it, the game. The momentum changed, didn't it, with that first goal? Everything sort of changed. And well, it did, the atmosphere changed, and then, then you got a bit of an atmosphere because the fans are up for it, and the second goal, that for me, was the signal that you're not going to win the game. Newcastle gone. Yeah. Gone. 2-0, 2-0, I said, we said last week, and I've said many times this show, 2-0 is a dangerous scoreline. Yeah. You it's have, a yeah. dangerous scoreline if you're yeah. in front 2 0. You'd rather be up 2 0 than behind 2 0, that's a certainty. But it's a dangerous score because, as Mickey said, you get to 2 0, then you start to, and you go in at half time, and your thought pattern when you come out is, let's not concede. So it's not about getting another one, let's not concede. Mm. And then yeah. one goal goes in, and then it just doesn't change scorelines, it changes attitudes, which I say quite regularly on here. Then the guys that's got the goal back feel, hang on, we can get back in this. The guys that have lost the goal are thinking, hang on a minute. Now we'll have to defend deeper. And what happens is you can't help it. You end up going deeper and deeper. And then you can't get out. Yeah. And then with the quality of players that United have got, if you give them enough chances, they are going to score. But what surprised me, Benitez, who is a tactic, is very, yeah, way he sets his club. Yeah. A 2-0, if you're going to close up shot, whether you want to or not, I thought he'd have had the tactical know-how to get Newcastle to have kept United out and has certainly not lost that game. Yeah. I mean, the worst, get a point out of it. But to lose that game... That was bad on all fronts. Well, but, but a team like Newcastle, Mick, as well, that, you know, have got fragile confidence, to say the least. You know, mm. they sat, you know, rooted yeah, at the bottom of the table. Yeah. You know, they go 2-0 up. 
you kind of, like Gaz said there, 2-0 is a, a precarious scoreline, isn't it? Yeah, but when you're a team like Newcastle... Absolutely. And that next goal came, and like you said there, the whole momentum of the game changed. The atmosphere changed. You know, I'll be honest, I think everybody who watched that game felt United weren't going to get beat. Whether they were going to go on and get two more to win it was another story. But you really felt Newcastle, like Gaz said, they they just kept going backwards, didn't they? And they they were bringing on the pressure themselves. I'm not sure what Rafa's did at all time, but he changed it for, for the worst for them. He sat back. He didn't. He didn't have a game plan after that. He just invite United forward. After that. the game is gone from them. You can see they just sat back and wave after wave after wave. And as Gary said on a numerous occasions, you get that first goal, the next goal. Yeah. If he yeah. gets three nil, the supporting United would have would have gone home. Completely. Maybe some yeah. did yeah. when they went two nil down, but they would have gone home and the players mentally would have gone home because they'd have said, right, that's just done. Mm. We've done three. Give them credit. Don't you, yeah. Then you get back. one back. Oh, hang on a minute. You get yeah. it early enough. And then Newcastle nerves set in and, yeah, and, and obviously and then from there on in it was easy. second and then you but know what's going to happen. When, when he got to 2-2, two, two, I said, yeah. they're going to nick this. Yeah. It was a big win then that we needed. Mm. It was. But, but Mick, but did it, 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 at the end of the day, paper over a lot of cracks? Because what I would, watching that game, I watched that first half, if it wasn't for your player of the season for the last five seasons running or whatever, David De Gea, making two fantastic saves, two great chances for Newcastle to yeah. go three and four nil up. Yeah. You know, are, are you really just papering over a, a cracks? I know you needed the points, you needed the well, kind of good feeling, but but really that was a poor performance overall from United against a, a really, was, really poor Newcastle yeah, side. I understand, and I don't disagree what you're saying about paper over the cracks, but I think, you know, those cracks might have got smaller. Yeah, um, because that now for me maybe gives them momentum and the belief that they can play that type of football. The acid test is this next uh, yeah. after international yeah. break where they've got Chelsea away. It's a big four games. They've that, got isn't City it? away. They've got Juventus away. And, and Juventus at home in the double header. Yeah. yeah, I still think United will qualify out that uh, that group they're in because I think Young Boys is will be the whipping boys in that group. But yeah. I think United will go through no matter what the results are against Juventus. But having said that. Um, you know, the, the, the fear, I, mean, I don't have the fear. What I will say is that Chelsea and City are the games that, you know, Mourinho, the way he thinks, the way he mm. plays the game, you know, to grind out results and that might be in his mind because he said, you know, that was very expansive football, second half play, great football. We come into these games yeah. away to Chelsea, away City. to the best team in the Premier League. And Juventus City. away. Well, I'm not, forget about Juventus. Forget. We've got to deal with Chelsea and City first, yeah, so, you yeah. know. Those two games will obviously, as a tactician, you know, he, he, I think will he stifle City and will he do it the same? It'd be interesting whether or not he will he be. A, but a, Mick, but it's whether he can. It's whether he can because I mean, you look at United defensive frailty. To me, is so evident. I mean, if you know, as much as he might want to set a team up, Gaz and Mick, that you know, to go into a game like Chelsea away or City away, Juventus away, to try and keep it tight, keep it solid. Can they do that? Because defensively, Newcastle made you look pretty ordinary at times in that game well, and they're hardly yeah. formidable going forward. So, you know, you're not a little bit nervous that even if he does try and set a team up, maybe sticking, you know, Mata and Herrera, sorry, uh, Matic and Herrera in front of the back, you know, just to make it more solid. Yeah, it mean, didn't work against Newcastle. The, the, Why would it work against the, that, the bigger Danny, teams? Is, as you put over very, very well, and to Gary, is that, as what Gary said last week on Monday's show, the next two games will determine where we're going. Mm, and we can only wait for those two games. We can only wait and see what happens in Chelsea, wait what happens in City, because they are used game, not just for the derby or it's Chelsea, mm. his former club. 
it's where they're going to go. Yeah. Because if it doesn't go well for United, then that possibility of a top four yeah. is seriously... You know, you know how big... To put it into uh, into a nutshell, how big a result that was for Newcastle. I'm just looking here now. If they <laughs> took the three points, they've been sat in 12th position. Yeah. They've conceded 14 goals this season. In fact, I'm looking down this place. Who's, who's conceded more? Um... Fulham, just above the bottom three. They've conceded 21, 17, Huddersfield, 13, Newcastle. 13, they've conceded less than United, and they're second from bottom. But that's where, where I'm saying, Mick, you know, United are shipping goals, you know, defensively looking. Who, yeah. I mean, it, you know, what's your ideal centre-half partnership at United at the moment? Because he well, seems to be trying... Play, playing well. I mean... <laughs> yeah. Is, Tommy, thanks for the obvious one. The next one being tried there. Yeah. Yeah, he has tried as well, by the way. I, I just think at this moment oh, in time is that... His, his way of thinking to, you know, because we need result and it's not being like over defensive. You know, City played a little bit conservative at Liverpool, didn't they? I think he's aware what Chelsea can offer. He's certainly aware what City can offer in that final third. That will be on his, you know, agenda to stop that. I know we'll be coming on to that Liverpool and City. I think stop game. City scoring and Chelsea, that will be his target, mm. then try and sneak the yeah. game. I, th I think United with. should be looking to to play to the strength, and the strength is going forward because they've got attacking players. That Lukaku in any other team would be scored. I, I, don't oh, know I wouldn't disagree with that. Shirt. But when you're yeah. playing like the Chelsea mm. and City, who've got quality in that final two that can hit you, you, you take Hazard out that Chelsea side. Away trust from me, home. they would not be looking at the top four without Hazard. He's a world class, class player, isn't he? Without so, Hazard, they're not in the top four. So I'm going to do this with with City in the the second half of the show, Gaz, or in the middle the middle third of the show, um, but. Talking about United, I was I was thinking I want one player, Mick, who's good. One player who you'd back, who's playing well. I want one player who is poor, needs to improve, and I need one player who you feel United need. If you could, if you could take a player in a certain position now, who would it be? Yeah, everyone, you can't say Messi, right now, but you know, in terms of where your frailties are Any as, player as, as, as a team. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I mean, obviously, defensively, we're not we're not as good as we were at the moment in time, but. I look for a player, uh, in a midfield player, that you know. Where but is that your is that your area at the moment that you really need someone? Because I mean, again, need, defensively, need, I mean, it's. Pogba, we obviously Matic and that that obviously roam around that area. But I, I think someone that can control a game of football from back to front, we haven't got that type of player. You know, that, I don't know. I don't know what Pogba. I don't know what his role is. Is he defensive? Because in the Newcastle game, I'm he wrong. He gets moved around so much, doesn't he? He played so deep. He did yeah. move. Matic was more as a centre-back yeah. and Pogba was in the second half more deep and, and and other plays further forward. So I've seen him play further forward. I've seen him play on the left. I've seen him play in the middle. I don't know where Pogba, I don't know where Pogba would think, be best yeah. used by United. I, I think, and to you, Danny, as well, is that his target was a centre-half Yeah. all summer. So that, for me, indicates he's not happy with a central pairing. But and there's enough of them there. He's spent big money on the ones he's got. Against Newcastle, that's not great for his confidence. Yeah. not sure whether he'll start another game in the next few weeks. But yeah. uh, now to be taken off early in a game, that doesn't help. Let confidence. me just tell you something. He did it to Sean Wright Phillips, Mourinho, against Fulham. Chelsea playing Fulham away. I remember away. the game away. And he took him off after 18 minutes. He took Sean Wright, and Sean Wright Phillips never played again for for Chelsea and obviously we then moved on I think he came back to us then but uh, he never played again so mm. if if you're looking at history Bailey might be going to Tottenham well, <laughs> Tottenham's been linked with him so. well that was because right. I mean I, I was looking for a good I was looking for a bad and I was looking for somebody you need now we covered somebody you need maybe a centre half you know 
somebody who, who maybe is under pressure now is is Eric Bailly. I mean, what what has gone on with him since last season? This was a player in the United. I remember when they signed him, didn't know much about him, watched him for a few games, well, guys. I, I, I was at, like, this guy's a player. Well, he was strong. I, I mean, he was a great player. Commanding, strong. He read the game so well. And then oh, all of a sudden this season, he just maybe, looks like he's gone maybe, massively backwards. Yeah, he has a um, unlucky spell of injuries. I mean, he has, he has. dented his confidence a bit, but he's come back and... He's certainly not the same player when we first signed him. He's certainly lacking that confidence and that only comes to, you know, winning games and playing well week in, week out. But he hasn't had that opportunity, you know, getting taken off as, as he did against Newcastle as early as it was. That, for me, would be, you know, we've both been in dressing room, Gary, it? You know, you get taken off in front of your home fans. Yeah. That, uh, From a confidence point of that, view, you pretty much know the writing's on the wall, don't you? If you're, you're almost being made a scapegoat yeah, for them the two thing, goals, aren't you? The only thing I could think... That he said to him because he put his arm around him and yeah, said to him, say, yeah. he would have had to say, "Listen, we're two 0 down here. We need to. I need to we change need, something. Blazing. We're either going to go down fighting, and but that should be right from from day one, from the first minute. Never mind after eighty minutes, you're two 0 down. Yeah. So he takes him off. He brings on. He moves Matic then to a centre back role. Pogba's deeper. Brings on Mata. And then all of a sudden things start happening in the second half. And twenty minutes from time, by the way, we got the first. And then the Pog, yeah, yeah, and then, the, and then yeah. we got two more. So he scored three goals in twenty minutes. Yeah. In the last I 20. think on that by you though, guys, and, and to Danny as well, you know, you're right. I mean, but he needs confidence. I mean he is a good player, he's proven it already, but I said lost his way a little bit, maybe the injuries and that and, and settle him slightly. Uh, that's a probably and it probably doesn't it. help that he's got in, you know different partner every week. Yeah, he's like yeah. in and out of the team. There's no kind of stability well, I, I, there, is there? In, in the, like you know, because when you look at United teams of the past and you've got Bruce yeah. and Pallister, and yeah. you know they formed a relationship on the pitch, didn't they? Whereas I can't remember who the, the centre halves at that time. You only think of Pallister. And Bruce. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But that but that goes to show you that they were that good. They cemented their positions week in week out. They performed at the minute. I just don't think Jose knows his best I, I too in in, in the middle. Defense. I think he has, tried yeah, he has every combination. Yeah, I think though as well. You know, as, as a unit, as a team, collectively, if you know you're not playing well, it doesn't help you either. You know, if you're not playing well as a team and you're getting you know, isolated and exposed, maybe I don't know. It doesn't help him. But as I said, he'll come back hopefully a better player. Maybe a little bit of time out and look at it in, in different ways. That, yeah. Chelsea's the next game. How do United start that first twenty minutes away from home against Chelsea, who were who were sat handily? In second position at the moment, um, yeah, they're playing so well. Yeah, it's how United starts because yeah. what United cannot afford to United can't afford. I know this sounds strange, we've only played eight games, cannot afford to lose any more points on City, Chelsea, Liverpool on 20 points. They're already seven points behind them. If they if they win the next week, if Chelsea beat United, City, whoever we play, I can't remember who we play, and Liverpool win their game, you're on, you, you, you're talking. 10 points after nine games. Yeah, big. And just one really quick one before we go to the break, Mickey. We've we've done the bad, we've done the who you need. What about the good? I was going to I was gonna pick out uh, Alexis Sanchez. I mean, obviously he's not had a great start to life at Old Trafford. As much as Mourinho needed him to score that goal, he needed that goal as well, didn't More he, from his anything, confidence? Danny, that, that was a big plus for me because he, he, he's... I don't know what, guys, you, know, you mentioned Pogba before playing in, in, a, in various positions. Mm. I'm not sure where Sanchez fits in half the time. He he seems to drift. Yeah. From right to left, and he goes a little bit deeper to get the ball because he's probably not get enough when he's up there. So, but he he's there to score goals, and he comes with you know as he came with a massive reputation. I was delighted when we signed him, but he hasn't found his true form yet. Maybe that goal as a, as a game winning that game might be for both people what we need. 
Compliments. Well, the next four games. The next four. Have you got anybody? Have you got anybody in between Chelsea and City? I know they got the two Champions Juventus, League games. Juventus about me. Yeah, got some you, big games you've got that. Juventus yeah. twice. So the next four games is it City, Juventus, Juventus. Uh, sorry, Chelsea. Well, Juventus. City's the eleventh of November. I mean, there may be one more in yeah, the in the mix. Yeah. We'll have a look at that, yeah, but we'll, we'll we'll come back come back to that maybe in the last uh, section yeah. of the show. So, going to go to a, a break now. After the break, we're going to di- dissect City's performance at Anfield last weekend, and also a good player for City at the minute. Who is flying? A bad player who who needs to improve? And which position does City need need a new player in? Join us after the break. This is the Manchester Football Social Legends Edition. Good evening and welcome back to the XS Manchester Football Social. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're in the studio with Mickey T and Gary Owen. Uh, if you want to get involved in the show, we'd love you to. Give us a call 0345 777625. It's a local rate. It won't cost you any more. And if you want to text us, it's easy. 87711. Or if you're on Twitter, get on XS, at XS Manchester and get involved. Because in this second part of the show, we're going to be talking all about City. And uh, Gaz, uh, we were both, um, I don't know if you was at the game at, at weekend, but no, City at Anfield, a point better off than last season. Is that how you look at it? Or do you look at it as two points dropped? No, listen, the teams you play... At the top of that, there's no easy games down in the Premier League, and the some <clears throat> are harder than others. And you know, you don't need to be a scientist to work out which is going to be the hardest games you play. Ours will be obviously Chelsea, Liverpool, uh, Arsenal, Tottenham, and United. Not not necessarily in that order, but they'll be the ones. Why? Because United showed last season weren't playing well, but with losing two 0 came back and beat us three uh, two. Chelsea with Hazard on fire, they'll be. I don't think they're going to win it, but they. they they will certainly take points off teams and we'll be up there at the end. Liverpool, you know what you get with Liverpool. Uh, so it's important that when you do go to any of those away from home, that you pick up something, whether that's a win or a draw. Because if you're going to win the league, you win your home games and you get points away from home, that's normally the recipe for winning the league. Um, they always say back-to-back is the hardest thing to do. Once you won the league to win it the next season, I know Guardiola is desperate to do that. We've eight games in. A quarter of the season gone, if that. So it's up to, uh, is, is, if you look at it, there's no complaints from me because we're not going to have a season like we had last season. And we're I get that. And I get that. And before the game, I think like any other blue, I'd have took a point. But the way that the game went, I mean, was, in my opinion, they were there for the taking. I mean, even even forgetting about the penalty miss on the 85th minute, I thought we were more than in control of that game. Yeah. I think if we would have maybe risked a little bit more during the game, we'd have, we'd have got something, something more out of it. So as just as much as, Gaz, as much as a point is a good point at Anfield, a clean sheet is a great clean sheet at Anfield, I think they were there for the taking and I don't think we, we, we didn't go for the jugular during the game. Well, we've gone for the jugular before and end up getting beat three times. So, but have we? Well, uh, we have. Well, the fact is that we played four games against them and they beat us three times. Yeah, but we haven't always gone for the jugular. We, we, we. I mean, the game on Sunday, Pep changed things slightly, didn't he? He, he roughed it up ball and he stopped. Going in. Yeah, have you ever the seen Salah, Firmino, yeah. Mane as ineffective as you saw them? Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, have you ever seen that Liverpool atmosphere as quiet as it was for the first twenty yeah, minutes? That's the myth. And I put this out on Twitter. I put this out on Twitter, Mickey. And any Liverpool fans out there want to get involved in this? I'm quite happy to have this debate with you. That it's an absolute myth, Anfield. As a as a uh, as an atmosphere, what they do is they sing. You'll never walk. I'm going to have a rant now. Actually, they sing. You'll never walk alone at the beginning. The Sky commentators stop 
to let them sing it without talking over it. Like it's a national anthem. I turn it down. So turn the it's sound just off. embarrassing. So they sing <laughs> for the first five minutes while they're on top, and then it's like a church unless they're on the front foot creating chances and that game on Sunday was different we were pretty much other than the first 10 or 15 minutes we were comfortably in control of that game we stopped. and the atmosphere died Gaz we and, and it's a joke um, it's an absolute myth they always say when you go away from home you can ask Mickey silence the crowd and we, we did and we uh, do most seasons at, at Anfield but we, we went there and again we didn't concede when we was in control of the game. Even in that Champions League for the first 15, before they got the first goal, we never looked under pressure at all. Then we give it away. We stopped that ball that they like to play into the channels. So we played three at the... We had four, but, but many was pushed further up. That's why Sally didn't play. So basically, three at the back with, with uh, Kyle Walker. If need be, many dropped in. But we stopped it. We kept possession. I've never seen anybody have as much possession in that first 15 minutes without being in the other team's half. What we did was... We killed the game, which meant, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to stop you from having that chicken with your, uh, your head cut off, running around here, putting us all under pressure, getting all the crowd at it. What we're going to do is kill the game. You come and get the ball off us. You can't get it because we're the best at keeping it. And guess what? If not, then we, we send it back to our best passer of the ball, who's the goalkeeper, that can then just chip it over everybody's heads into a great position. Then we start again. Once that over, then we got into the game, got more and more and more. And when you say we didn't go for it, we had enough chances. We didn't take them. When we broke, we had three against two or th four against three, we broke and we didn't pick the right pass or something. But trust me, I'm looking at it, every season's different. Liverpool are the ones that's going to be challenged. Everybody says that. Us or them, us or them. We've gone to Liverpool, we've got a point and nobody can, we had 51% of the possession, which is probably the least we've, well, it's not probably, the least possession since the last time we played we've, no, Liverpool, since we've really. had, since Pep Guardiola took over us. 51% is the least that we've had since Pep Guardiola uh, as our manager. So to go there and give them minimum chances, if any, and we had the better chances, and then to, with five minutes to go have a penalty and miss it, Killer. I don't know. I don't know what we could do. I'm, I was delighted with that performance. On a nil-nil, I sat back without any... I was not under any pressure whatsoever. sat there, relaxed, and I thought, we're going to score sooner or later. Yeah. And uh, Mickey, as somebody who, let's just say, has not got a lot of love lost for City or, or Liverpool... Um, what did you make of, of the performance? Well, firstly, if you City watch the game, what did you make of the performance? We were lucky not to get a lead in that game. Just before the penalty, City had two or three great opportunities yeah. to get a goal just before And that. two other big penalty shouts as well. Yeah, yeah, and it was a penalty in the first half on Lovren. It's certainly a, a penalty. Not sure why the referee didn't give it. Second one was a clear penalty. Yeah. And obviously, when Morris stepped up, I thought I didn't know his reputation about missing penalties. Um, I think you can only forgive him if he finds the ball, but I'm not sure whether he'll ever do that. But I will say, Gary Owen, it's, that you, you know, for it was a passing team, Conway, you know, he was coming that way. Little, but I had a little bit of a thing, but you're right in what you're saying. You had the better opportunities, yeah. you had the better opportunity to win the game. And Fernandinho, for me, I thought he was man of the match. I thought, you know, he stifled, obviously. Henderson midfield didn't get near him. He was scared of him. I thought in that in that respect. But in the final third, I thought you... you I think, for me, they didn't have many opportunities. I, no. don't, know, I don't know what opportunity they had in the game to no, say no. they should... Have, I don't really know, yeah. do you? And when we, we talked before about United, who's good, who's bad, and, and who do we need? I mean, I'm going to talk, I'm going to bring that up now about somebody who's good and, and defensively at the moment, I think City are 
fantastic. I mean, we talk about United having a, an abundant centre-halves centre and maybe not clicking. We've got four centre-halves that when they play, they all justify mm. another game. You yeah, know, right. you look at Otamendi when he's come in, I think he's conceded one goal in five games when he's been playing. You know, Vinny, you we know what kind of we know what kind of job in the last game. Yeah, um, Vinny, you know what kind of job that Vinny does. Uh, John Stones is a, a future captain, in my opinion. He's an absolute Rolls Royce of a centre half. But I'm going to talk about Amarit Laporte. Um, 23. 23 year old, Anfield, you know, big pressure on his shoulders. Um, he was absolutely magnificent, Gaz. I mean, he closed. I mean, you talked before about the front three. Have you ever seen that Salah, Mane, and Firmino front three as quiet? And I'm not saying it was all down to Laporte, but. Every situation he had to deal with in that game, Gaz, he was absolutely unbelievable. He's passing short and long. Um, you know, we were we were heavily looking at Virgil van Dijk and, and we kind of balked at the 75 million fee. We went out and paid just over 50 million uh, for, for Amrit Laporte. I'm going to say it now. That is better business. Well, listen, of course we're going to say because we're blue, but he's 23 He's already looks he looks the deal now, and he's a kid. He's not been with us a, a year yet. When he only came at Christmas, didn't he? so it's for me. When you say the good, him and Bernardo Silva for me have been the standouts. If you're really good, and be Bernardo, thinking, yeah, Bernardo, Bernardo. You look Silver. at the role he played. Bernardo he was a little Silver. bit more deep, wasn't he? he played, played a little bit deeper. Inside, he's mostly been wide. He's now coming inside. He's playing in a position that when David Silva may may hang up his boots, is made perfect for him. Um, the one. That probably has not hit the ground running as well as you expect to is Gabriel Jesus, and that's not a criticism. It's just factual. He's just not. He's just not really got it going. He's trying his, his hard. There's no two ways about it. Again, he's a young boy. He's he is twenty one or something. He's yeah, 21. twenty twenty one. He's a young boy. So he, there's plenty of time. What do we need? We need another forward. Somebody. We've got two forwards. We've got Gabriel Jesus and we've got uh, Aguero. When we won the league under Mancini, we had four strikers. Yeah. Balotelli, Tevez, Dzeko and another. I can't remember the fourth one was. But yeah. we had four strikers, all vying for that, that position. We've got two. So you've, you've gone for, you're good, is Bernardo Silva. And, and Laporte, either one. I'm happy yeah. to choose either one. The one that's not playing as well as he can do, as I believe, is Jesus. Um, I'm struggling to find anybody else that's not not performing as, as, as you'd expect. Jesus will get better and maybe we'll have this conversation again after Christmas when he played a few more games. He's a young lad, and, and listen, but you need him when he's in there to be more effective than yeah. what he is at this moment in time. And this is, a, this is a guy, Mickey, I mean, I know you don't watch City every week, but this is a, a guy who, like Gaz said, he's a young kid, 21, he's the number nine for Brazil. Now, don't tell me to give that shirt to, oh, to I, I anyone. he's got all the ability in the world. I mean, I'm looking from the outside looking in. I, I do like him, I think he has that... Ability, I think, if he gets enough quality, and he, he scores easy goals for me that are hard. He makes it look easy. Mm. Yeah, he gets he in does. them positions, doesn't he? He, he doesn't really get many from outside the box. The way but... I remember something like that, I think you played. Uh, you know, he gets in the positions where other players might find hard to do. Yeah, listen, we're being a bit harsh because that, that's the question you, you you gave us. Yeah, and to say, I'm not saying he's bad by any stretch. No, no, but he's just no. not. He's not. It's just not either getting the the run of the ball or the green. Or, or he's or maybe not getting the game time, yeah, guys. Because I mean, time. you look at Aguero this season. But when obviously. he has had the game time, he's he's been disappointed. He's not rusty, hasn't he? He's, he's not looked as sharp as he was last season, considering the quality of player he is. Yeah. But listen, I forgive him all day long because we didn't buy him for 
a season or two seasons. We bought him for the long term. Yeah. You know, he's in his second year with us now, I think so. Yeah. So it is, he will be better. But my concern in this long season over all the games we're playing, you need another striker. We've got two. You need three. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we can be... It's hard to be critical of City at the moment, isn't it? Because we're still, we maybe not hit the heights of last season, but we're still playing great football. We're still winning the majority of matches. I mean, we've only been beaten in all competitions once this season. But I think a, a lot of that, and why I brought Laporte into it a few minutes ago, Gaz, was defensively. We've conceded three goals in the Premier League this season so far. I mean, defensively as a unit, even though we've maybe had uh, injuries at left back, you know, Delph was out and Mendy was out and, and Zinchenko came in, you know, even maybe where, you know, we've had it been a little bit disjointed. We can't keep the same back four. We've still remained really, really solid. And, and, and testament to the guys to go to Anfield at weekend and keep a clean sheet. I mean, there won't be many teams in the Premier League that can do that. I can't remember when they played together, probably the first game of the season. But, you know, when you think company Otamendi sat on the bench and we're changing them, I mean, to go to that game and, and put Laporte, Laporte and uh, Stones in when they've really not played together that, that much against probably the one of the strongest attacks in, in Europe. But the, the, the difference why we defended well, because we, we changed the formation and we stopped the ammunition getting to Salah, stopped him getting those balls in between the left-back and the centre-back, stopped him getting in behind, stopped Firmino coming into that position because we tied him and won the ball. In fact, I can't remember anything that Firmino did in that game, which is, and he's a good player because he links everything up and he, he's the one that links everything for Liverpool. He was anonymous, mm. anonymous. And Mane, of course, he's, he's all action and he's, he's always going to get himself in, in amongst it, as he did with Fernandinho a couple of times. And Salah has not started this... Listen, he's a great player, Salah. But he's not, the chances he, he took last year are now not happening. He's now hitting them over the bar, hitting them wide, or not hitting them as well. Last year, they were all going in. That's why he scored 41 goals. But he, he yeah. can't do that every season. Just as we can't hit 100 points every season. Well... We can try though, can't we? We, we can give we can give it a go. And Mick, just a final word on on that as well from a United point of view. Do you see that as a good point at Anfield, or you know you, you watch the game and well, I think I a little think, bit like me, you felt City well, had, I was, had the momentum in it. Well, I think you stifle them. Obviously, in that final third, they, they, they couldn't do what they did last year to you. They didn't obviously express themselves as they wanted to because you did a job on them, a professional job, wasn't it? It was a little bit conservative by. Uh, Pepe, but I think you got the result. Pepe, I like, I, I like calling that. <laughs> Pepe like Guardiola. Pepe Guardiola. Yeah, I just think that he will be delighted with that point because he, did, he hasn't won the game, but he's got something he hasn't had for a long time. City have got a dreadful record there. Yeah, nine goals we scored. Awful record there. Nine, point, three games. It's yeah. better than none. Nine games. It? Yeah, but he, what, what you'll be happy with, tactically, he stopped them. Away from home where they're supposed to be coming right at you, he killed the game. Right from the first minute, he killed the game. And then we grew into it, and then we took over the game. And we got a valuable point. A point more than we got last season. So, uh, right after the break, we're going to talk. We're going to try and get a little bit excited about this Nations League. Talk about some international football. Look at the faces on the two. The two of them in this uh, in this studio, not looking and very happy. And we point about this Nations thing when we come back. Great. Let's get you after the break. Go on, Gio. Excess Manchester. This is the Manchester Football Social Legends Edition. 
Good evening once again and welcome to the Excess Manchester Football Social uh, last section of the show. My last section of the show. I feel very emotional. Did you two get me any presents or anything? No. Of course we did. I'll wait for you outside. You'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back. You never know. Uh, right, final section of the show. We're going to talk about the Nations League. We're going to talk about some international football. The guys don't want to. I can see it in the faces, but we're going to talk a little bit about it. Before we get on to Wales, Mickey, uh, Gary, the, uh, the England team has just come out for tonight's game against Croatia. Are you going to enlighten us with it? Yeah, I'll enlighten you. That it'll be played behind closed doors, for one. But England line up, and you make your own decision, whether it's a 4-3-3, a 4-5-1, 4-4-2, you make your decision. In goal of Pickford, I think a back forward, which it is, of Walker, Stones, Maguire and Chilwell. Then we've got a midfield, and this can be this can be four, this can be three, this can be two, whichever one you want. Henderson, Dyer, Barclay, Sterling, Kane and Rashford. Kane is definitely up front, but how you would set that midfield up, I don't know. Whether Rashford plays up front, plays wide on the left, but it's going to be Pickford, Walker, Stones, Maguire, Chilwell, Henderson, Dyer, Barclay, Sterling, Kane and Rashford. I think that's, you're looking at really a 4-3-3 there. I think you're going to have Barclay, Dyer, Henderson in the middle, Sterling on the right, Kane up front, Rashford on the left. Now, I look at that team, Gaz and, and Mick, I'm, I'm happy with that team. I think Chilwell deserves his, his place. I think he's had a fantastic season again this season. Uh, Barkley has been playing really, really well for, for Chelsea. And let's be honest, Ross Barkley, two or three seasons ago, people were talking about being a, an England regular. And it didn't you know, quite happen. Injuries, the move to Chelsea, all that kind of thing, the settling in period maybe there. Um, maybe, Gaz, is he the creative midfielder that we're we're looking for, or is he just keeping that seat warm, ready for the Stockport and Iesta well, full fold and to take it off him? Well, in the team that he's named, he is the only one that can be the creator. There's no and nobody else in there. Rashford will probably be up front. Uh, but I'm, I tell you what I'm a little bit surprised about, because at the World Cup, he played with three at the back, which was Walker, Stones and Maguire. Chilwell's been brought in. I thought he might have played Trippier. Trippier was a sensation at the World Cup. He's, he's starting on the subs bench. Maybe played him wide on the right because he likes to get forward. He put great cross of a ball. Kane is is what he would like, but it looks as though it's going to be a four at the back. Walker, Stones, Maguire, Chilwell uh, and Trippier on the bench. And uh, Rashford uh, looks like he's going to be starting on the left. Mickey, is that is that Rashford's uh, best position for you? Well, he, he's powerful coming down in from the left-hand side, but I'd like to see him play more central, but he's not going to be the opportunity, is he? All his goals have come from down the middle. When he first got on the United side... He picked him against Mitchelland was but, his first game, you remember? And he yeah, scored two, then yeah. scored Arsenal two, down the middle. He's Realistically, though, is he ever going to get in in front of Harry Kane? You, you know, if he's a fit Harry Kane, Harry Kane. Yeah, but then the, the sort of formation needs to change. I, I look at that and I look at Rashford on the left, Sterling on the right, Kane down the middle. I look at that, it's pretty exciting. He's got plenty of pace. You know, you've got the you know the work ethic of Sterling and Rashford. But Sterling, for England, you tell me the last time he played wide on the right. The last time I've seen him he'd be playing, he's been playing behind Kane. But maybe like like Pep does with Sterling, maybe maybe Gareth Southgate's thinking the same thing. Maybe alternate you, Rashford, you think, though, chop on, on and the change. Southgate thing, and to you, Gary, as well, is that really? You know, the um, World Cup for me was a a poor one. Lucky, poor. Well, lucky because we yeah, we got yeah, the right side of the draw. Yeah, if Belgium yeah, would have got out, if we would have beaten Belgium, don't, I don't think we'd have gone out earlier. Is side there, Danny, and Belgium would have won. The, guys, this side now give you excitement that this team could go a long way and win things? No. I, I don't know. I look at it and I think there's definitely positives in that side. I think you've got a young goalkeeper in Jordan Pickford who had a great World Cup. Yeah. I'm not necessarily saying he's lived up to the hype since, but I think he's got 
a big future. Uh, Harry Maguire is young John Stones down the middle. I mean, we know how good John Stones is watching him every week, Gaz. Walker uh, was in the Premier League team of the season last season. He's, you know, he's been absolutely flying for City since he signed. You know, maybe in the middle is where I'm a little bit concerned. Barkley, Dyer, and Henderson. A little bit slow, Gaz, a little bit kind of, there's not really much in there, is there? I mean, Barkley's not a quick player. Henderson and Dyer aren't particularly quick players, very defensive-minded. So that's the area of the field I don't really get much excitement from. But then up top, Rashford, Kane and, and Sterling, I, I like it. I think that's a, that's a decent setup. But none, none of those players, well, Sterling, you won't say that he, he lit up the, the World Cup by any stretch. He didn't. Um, there's no, there's no, um, there's no doubt in his... Kane his got golden boot. No, Sterling. I'm Sterling. saying none of them play it, but Kane got the yeah, golden yeah, boot. Didn't yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Sterling yeah. didn't light it up. Uh, Rashford in the in the past few games for England has shown that he can score goals. So I understand that, but is that is that team going to take to a final and win the Euros or win a World Cup? Definitely no. Not for you. Definitely no. And and can you get excited? I mean, we've obviously you talk about the international break. You talk about United's result last week, Mickey. Has this international break break come at the wrong time for United? And 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 do you just did they do well, your head in? Because they I do was... my head in. I've got to be honest with well, you. You want to, you want the Premier League? It just clicks thing, into flow, and then straight away we're away for an international break. Danny, I, I agree. I, I think you know as a player you want to play for your team, of course. Whilst national, I, I was for many years, but for for a fan and a club. It's a disaster because you're in a run of form that can be stopped by this break. I don't like it. I don't think it's... But on the flip side, if you're in a bad run of form, it might come at the right time. But I think for United... Well, Webby, our pal, Webby, will be delighted that there's a bit of a break because at 2-0 he threw himself in the air. That's right, I heard him. And we had to fish him out. He's on suicide watch now. Then we had to fish him out. Then he's been drying his clothes for a couple of weeks. He doesn't get drying in a minute. Webby's gear. I, I think, though, you said before, you know, the kickoff in the season and a week into it, we have an international break. Where's the logic in that? Well, th this is what I wanted I to say it. about this, and we're not even gone on to Wales yet. We said we're going to do Wales first. But this is what I don't understand about it all. It can't. can't have a break because the whole thing about play, you need the best players. You need to, if any niggling injuries, give them time to go, like they do in Europe, give them a couple of weeks off, not like for jollying, but let them recover, have a bit of a breathing space. I think everybody says it. Scientists say it. Players need to get some energy back into it. Klopp said it the other day after the City game. They need to do it. Now, this, the, the FA uh, say, no, we can't do it. Why? We can't find anywhere in the in the fixture where we can have two-week break. We can't do it. I put it at the end of the season, which is no good because it's, it, everybody's tired at the end of the season. Yet, in the first two months of the season, we're having two weeks, both of this Nations thing that was never, was never planned and was never there before. So we've got four weeks from somewhere. Well, we couldn't find two weeks anywhere in the calendar. Well, well there's an argument right. against that, you know, the England team need to get together. If they're ever going to compete in, yeah. you know, in tournaments, if they're ever going to qualify for tournaments, you need to get together as a team, as a unit. You know, and Gareth Southgate needs to look at his formations and his plays. So you're going to have to play international games. But I'm with you guys. I mean, it just seems to always come at the wrong time. And uh, September and can't October. wait for next week, to be honest. Two weeks in September, two weeks in October. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. think, I don't think too much. <clears throat> too much. Uh, and uh, I'm sure the Wales boys, Mickey, were uh, not looking forward to the uh, to, to, to the fixture against Spain. But four-one, Spain ended up winning uh, a late Volks goal, I think, well, wasn't I, I, it for I, Wales? But they say tough what game. Can you learn from that. Well, the only thing you can learn is never play them in a friendly if you don't have to. Because, you know, <laughs> well, it's not a friendly. It's, it's, it's the Nations League. Come on, Mickey. It's a league. This. No, I have to say, 
they look a great outfit. They haven't lost in 27 games, apparently, their record. Uh, Spain, Wales without Gareth Bale, you mentioned before, Danny. Without him, Wales don't really function. You know, it, I'm not saying we're a one-man team, but he gives us a massive, you know, help in that area when he's playing, isn't he, Joe? He's a, he's a mm. top player. Uh, last night, we got exploited by a far classier, better side. Wales, very inexperienced. It was tough for Ryan Giggs and his youngsters. I don't see no harm. The only harm you could say 4-1 against you. But I would say you learnt a lot from that game. Because international level for them youngsters, Danny, as you well know, yeah. will gain experience for those type of games. And same for the manager as well. You know, Ryan Giggs is finding yeah, his feet yeah, as a manager. He's yeah, come yeah. up against a, a manager there with Spain where, yeah. you know, obviously maybe he's got a better quality of player. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah, but I'm sure Ryan Giggs has learnt a lot just being without, pitch side in a game like without that. Without doubt. You do, you've got to learn something, Danny, from anything. You know, you know, you say, but keep winning, don't learn much. But when you get a defeat in that manner, then you can obviously look at it, scrutinise and analyse it and think, well, you know, we need to improve here. He said we didn't defend very well last night, but I don't think you could defend against a team like that. And just, when you think, I'm just looking at the squad of Spain, David Silva don't play there any longer, he's retired, but the second most expensive keeper in the world... Uh, behind Alisson at Liverpool is a Chelsea keeper and, and you can say it better than I can Azzy Balalala wherever his name Kepa. is Kepa we'll just call yeah. him Kepa yeah Kepa yeah that's even better but when I you think remember. who didn't play last uh, last night Nacho Busquets Coque uh, Thiago Alonso Asensio those are players that would normally play yeah, he had lows out, yeah. by the way, but that side last night mm. were outstanding magnificent you know, Wales couldn't get anywhere near them and like a, a, how much of a concern is it, though, Mick, where, where, you know, you looked at the record without Gareth Bale. I mean, obviously, he's your talisman as, as a country. He's a, he's a truly world-class player. You know, but how concerning is it when he's not in the side? That you know, the, well, think, Or was it just that they came up against a fantastic Spain side? To answer that, Danny, I would say the only way England would miss their star player like we would miss our star player in Gareth Bale because, you know, England got a lot more maybe than what we've got, but... That one player, Gareth Bale, would be missed by any side. And if it's Wales, it's, well, I don't think we can play without him. I really don't. Because mm. we haven't got a match where he brings that power and pace to open up defences, to stretch the opposition. But when we haven't got him, we don't do that. We can't exploit the gaps at the back. Because he, as you well know, Danny, when he has that ball, and Gary, he is so He powerful. makes things happen, doesn't he? Exactly. And we haven't got anyone like yeah. that at this moment in time. Got a couple of youngsters coming through. And Aaron Ramsey. I mean, Aaron Ramsey's, uh, yeah, you know, there's I mean, a lot of, lot of attention on Aaron Ramsey, you know, due to his contract situation with Arsenal at the moment. But, yeah. you know, he's another player that could top probably, player. maybe not get into the top two sides but in the Prem, Gaz, but mm -hmm. he could get into a lot of sides in the Premier League. Oh, without doubt. But you'll go back to Gareth Getting United's you know, team, Gaz, wouldn't it? You can't do without a Gareth Bale. You need him These every days, time he's available. You <laughs> need to play him. Well, as Mick is right, you know, young players, Woodburn, has he gone to Sheffield United now from Liverpool on loan yeah. for this season? Young Woodburn's a good player. Brooks. Wilson. Brooks, Wilson, yeah. Brooks yeah. So there's player. some good young players coming through, but the problem has always been uh, with Wales, and Ryan Giggs will, will, will testify to this, as will Rushy. There'll be three four players, but the rest, three or four players can't carry the team. Yeah. And and that's happened. They've had great players, Wales, all the way through the year, but yeah. not enough of them to be able Including to... Including Mickey Thomas, the man Absolutely. next to you. Cheers, Danny. Yeah, we have, but, but that's how we beat Spain mm. for when yeah. we battered them and we beat them away from home and that. You know, in that area, but they're talking now, as you mentioned, there's only one player for me, we have to say Ramsey to some degree yeah. as well. Yeah. 
But the rest, you know, an up-and-coming youngster not yet to fulfil their potential, so... A work in progress, Mickey. Let's call, yeah, let's call it a work in progress. Like, they said that by England since 1966, work in progress. Rick, mate, just before we go, Gaz, England, Croatia tonight, give us a score prediction, or are you not bothered? I'm not bothered. He's not bothered. Gar- not bothered. Gar- Gaz is not bothered. I'm not bothered. It'll be, it, it, be a draw. That'll be right. Fine. Be He's draw. sitting on the fence again, Mickey. No, no, there, won't. there we go. Boring draw, nil nil, one one. If uh, it's I'll, anything I'll, I'll more go, than I'll that, Danny, we'll get you back in. Right. If, they, if if you wasn't already built up and excited for the game tonight, Gary Owen has just took you over the edge. Well, listen, guys. Yeah, Coronation Street. It's, it's, it's my last. It's my last Danny. show. It's my last oh, show. No, I'll miss you too. I really will miss you too. The the guys will be back in the studio next week. Next Friday, Natalie Pike will be back doing this very job. A bit more eye candy for you both. I'm sure you'll. Thanks very much. Listen, it's been great. Thanks, uh, everyone, for listening in. Join us again next week. Excess Manchester. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.